ESPN Daily is presented by Supercuts, the smarter, easier way to get a haircut. It's not just any haircut. It's Supercuts. Dave Fleming, you're here to tell me about something that first emerged 10 years ago this month. This is something that feels to me like the preeminent sports artifact in the entire internet era. And like any great art, honestly, like any Van Gogh, any Picasso, it's actually transformed the way we perceive the world around us. So tell us what this is. Well, the person that evolved human communication through sports culture could only really be one person or one person in a particular mood. All you have to do is look at your phone, go on social media, just look up in the sky. It's literally everywhere still. (laughs) Today we're talking about crying Jordan. I did not realize, Flem, that the most viral, most pervasive, most used sports meme of our lives started back in 2012. Yeah, it seems crazy because that is literally all the way back to the beginning of mimetic communication where people combined pictures and text to create or to display emotions or share emotions with people through social media. It just seems right that it was Michael Jordan who was at the heart of the greatest sports meme in history. What was the origin story of this dating back to a decade ago? Well, we're actually still working on that. And I'm hoping that maybe your audience can help us because it's incredible to me that Crying Jordan is without question the most used, the most replicated, the most shared sports meme in history. And unlike Picasso or Da Vinci or the Mona Lisa, we literally still don't know who created it. It is, without question, the Mona Lisa of the 21st century. A masterpiece whose visage is pregnant, hauntingly pregnant, with meaning. Whose eyes follow us no matter where on the internet we go. As if we're looking into a mirror. As if we're looking into a window. Into the suffering and existentialism and absurdity of sports and life itself. So, today... Dave Fleming investigates the forgotten origins of the face that launched a thousand memes. And we figure out why Crying Jordan truly is the greatest of all time. I'm Pablo Torre. It's Tuesday, April 12th. This is ESPN Daily. Dave Fleming, one of my favorite things to encounter in the wild still is when someone mispronounces the word meme. Have you heard this? Like, I heard Stephen A. Let's call it a meme You've got memes on Twitter. Is that one of those gifs everyone's talking about? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, so you'd, you'd imagine like, okay, Stephen A., Jim Nance, like a certain generation. But even like noted young person Bryce Harper put his own spin on this. I don't even want to answer that right now because I know how many memes are going to be out there of me with a bald head. Maymay. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Who Do we actually know who decided how you pronounce it? 
it's really the the word itself is a may may. It's the re, <laughs> it's the repeat and the replication of the word me, which also is appropriate as far as uh, social media communication. So who knows? Maybe we should. This is a pod about the crying Jordan may may. But we should explain, like for the sake of academic rigor here, where the whole concept of memes even began. Yes. And at first I thought we were going to talk about my grandma. I'm like, oh, Mimi. Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But it's really, again, that's kind of what I love about these stories. They start one place and the next thing you know, you end up in evolutionary biology and in ancient Rome. Symbolic systems of communication, humans have been using those almost for our entire existence. If you go back to ancient Rome, citizens, when they were unpleased with their emperor or with any of their Senate, they would create mocking caricatures that they would graffiti the walls of Rome with. And essentially, crying Jordan is literally that just thousands of years later. Yeah, I didn't expect to open up a story about crying Jordan and read about evolutionary biology. Oh, you and me both, really. I was stuck on crying Jordan being superimposed onto the KFC logo. That was how deep <laughs> I thought this, this story was going to go. And next thing I know, I'm reading about a British evolutionary biologist by the name of Richard Dawkins, who in the 1970s created the word. It was sort of an amalgamation of a bunch of different words that really meant the smallest possible units of sound and and language. And I think he combined that with the French word for same. But then on a, even a more mind-blowing level, Richard Dawkins came up with the theory that like genes, memes as symbolic systems of communication would be governed by universal Darwinism, meaning that the ones that were the best and the highest quality and the most recognizable would replicate and become the most popular and the most used. And it's incredible. Again, I'm going to say this word again. It's mind-blowing to be in 1970 and fast forward 50 years and go, oh my God, Crying Jordan just proved the theory of universal Darwinism. (laughs) I mean, end this pod right now. It's over. No, this does feel like it was designed in the Jurassic Park lab of memes. It is almost too perfect for reasons we can get into in a second here. But I do want to establish first, like, where did the actual photograph that this whole thing is based on, where did that come from? That, that Even that has a really interesting backstory. So in 2009, Michael Jordan, the greatest of all time, gets inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame. And he is called up on stage in Springfield, Massachusetts, at Symphony Hall to give his acceptance speech. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Jordan. And for decades... Michael Jordan had a particular image of being sort of a ruthless, cold-blooded competitor who, you know, emotions were a weakness. Emotions were a liability. The alpha of all alphas. Correct. And so he gets up on stage and he's next to David Thompson, his childhood hero. He looks out into the audience. He's got his family, his kids, Dean Smith, 
even his uh, toughest competitors are on their feet cheering. And Michael Jordan does the most human thing that we've ever seen him do. He loses control of his emotions. I told all my friends I was going to come up here and say thank you and walk off. I can't. He's full on sobbing and blubbering on stage. And I think what happened was the the standing ovation went on for so long, I, almost two minutes. That's what really created Crying Jordan. I think he looked out over this panorama of his life and just full on lost control of his emotions. And I imagine, Flem, that this is just catnip for any photographer who's there covering this event. Because, yes, you have the greatest athlete ever, arguably, in this exceptionally vulnerable state, and also this fleet of cameras just waiting there. But among this group of photographers who were there to capture the Hall of Fame acceptance speeches, one guy, Stefan Savoya, was had been around the globe and had won multiple Pulitzer Prizes for his work capturing photographs of mostly political people, but sometimes he did sports. He was the one guy who understood how special and sort of out of the ordinary this image of Michael Jordan losing control of his emotions were. And and I love this because you and I as reporters, right, sometimes it's the extra phone call. It's the sticking around for five more minutes. Mm. It's the trying one more draft. That's when you get those little nuggets. The lingering after, yeah. Exactly. And that's when Stefan Savoya raises his camera one last time and just hits the shutter button and lets it run. And in that group of photos, he picks out the best one. And that is what became Crying Jordan. The nice part about Crying Jordan is a lot of times with memes, right? We just take stuff, we snatch it, we add a funny line, and it's out into the world and nobody knows where it came from. Nobody has a photo credit underneath a meme, Flem. That is accurate. Right. <laughs> and it's almost like a guitar riff or a, or a joke that gets retold. Nobody knows really who gets the original credit. But in this case, Savoya actually gets credit and has been recognized as being the person who took the picture that created the Crying Jordan meme. And I love the fact that he's okay with it, right? He's literally been around the world, has taken pictures of the most important people in the world. His Pulitzer Prizes were for political coverage. But at the same time, he gets the fact that maybe forever he's gonna be known for the person who took this picture. Yeah, I'm looking at the photo credit right now, Flem, for posterity, and it says very clearly AP photo slash Stefan Savoya in the byline. And it went out apparently like two minutes after nine o'clock that night. But what did not happen around that time was like massive viral success, right? Like that wasn't even the story coming out of that night, this photo. That's a really good point because the one little wrinkle that people forget about Crying Jordan is one of the reasons it didn't catch on right away and become quote unquote Crying Jordan was that image was not the lasting image people took away from that speech. And right. this adds a wrinkle to it that we can talk about later, but that speech 
went down in history as one of the most bizarre, one of the most nasty, <laughs> one of the most shallow and petty speeches in Hall of Fame history. Yes. And then there's Leroy Smith. Now, you guys think that's a myth. Leroy Smith was a guy, when I got cut, he made the team on the varsity team. And he's here tonight. He's still the same 6'7 guy. He's not any bigger. He's probably his game is about the same. But he started the whole process with me because when he made the team and I didn't, I wanted to prove not just to Leroy Smith, not just to myself, but to the coach who actually picked Leroy over me. I wanted to make sure you understood you made a mistake, dude. It is the pettiest oratory, I think, in human history. And I, I remember this so vividly because Michael Jordan, after getting that two-minute standing ovation in which he is filled with grace and pride and tears, he goes on to complain about how the Hall of Fame, like, raised their ticket prices. I mean, look around you. you know, they charge $1,000 tickets for this game, for this whole event. It used to be 200 bucks. <laughs> but I paid it. You know, I, I had no choice. I had a lot of family, a lot of friends I had to bring in. So thank you, Hall of Fame, for the for raising ticket price, I guess. <laughs> Only Michael Jordan, right? And it's it's also, I think this is part of the stew that created my, Crying Jordan, is that he was such an a-hole. It would have been so easy for him to just be gracious and thank everyone and thank his kids. And instead, he uses this speech after breaking down and blubbering like a little baby, right? He then, it's almost like he was trying to make up for the fact that he had lost control of his emotions. Yes. He starts settling old scores. He forgets to really thank his family and his kids. He does the opposite, arguably. He says to his kids, I wouldn't want to be you guys. <laughs> Because I'm Michael Jordan. Uh, obviously, you, you see my kids, you know, Jeffrey, Marcus, Jasmine, I love you guys. I think uh, you guys represent a lot of me, you know, a lot of different personalities. Your mom, you represent them as well. You know, I, I think that you guys have a heavy burden. I, I wouldn't want to be you guys if I had to. Well, you know, his kids never had to suffer through being the greatest meme in sports culture. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I don't think they would want to be him either. Yeah, I suppose it is very difficult to grow up when your dad is somebody who unironically says at his Hall of Fame speech, the very same one. And we're walking out the floor and Tex look at me and says, you know, there's no iron team. I say, Tex, it's not. It's not an iron team, but it's iron win. <laughs> There's also a me in meme. <laughs> <laughs> so this Hall of Fame speech happens in 2009. This photo taken by Stefan Savoya, Pulitzer Prize winning AP photographer, is presumably just lying around somewhere in like a corner of the internet somewhere. So when does this take off, Flem? When does it become the meme that we know today? So it marinates for three years, which is kind of incredible, right? That's a whole internet cycle. It's an eternity online. I think it's important to note what added to the stew that created Crying Jordan was the fact that in the very next year after he gets admitted to the Hall of Fame, he buys the Charlotte Bobcats, right? And one of the greatest players of all time then becomes instantaneously the worst NBA owner of all time. <laughs> I mean, the Bobcats were, for people who don't remember this, they were historically terrible. Yes, they lost their last 23 games in a row. And this dreadful 
2011-2012 season for the Bobcats coming to a close. 23 consecutive losses. That's the longest losing streak to end a season. Which just chef kiss, by the way, 23 losses in a row is just very on the nose. Oh, my God. Golf clap for that reference. Thank you. We see we're going so Richard Dawkins would be so proud of us right now. But in the midst of that 23 game slide to finish seven and 59 and officially as the worst regular season team of all time in 2012. Yes. In 2012. Yes. That is when the pieces, this sort of perfect storm came together and, and created the Crying Jordan meme. So now we're in April of 2012, and where does the meme, the actual meme now, where does it show up? It shows up on a relatively new site. Memecrunch.com is a meme generator site. Memes are really in their infancy, and on April 23rd, again, 23, Pablo, this maybe this is a conspiracy wow. that we're uncovering. I, 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 am, I am creeped out at this point. Yes. I'm not sure if it was at 0,2300 hours or whatever, but well, I'll look into it. <laughs> Somebody goes on memecrunch.com and uses this new technology to combine the, the picture of Michael Jordan losing control of his emotions and blubbering at the Hall of Fame with the fact that the Bobcats are now the worst team in NBA history. And they take the picture and they combine it with the text that says, why did I buy the Bobcats? <laughs> so the OG crying Jordan first appears on the internet 10 years ago this month in response to the Bobcats having the worst NBA season anyone has ever seen. And I know you've been digging tirelessly into this question, Flem, but what have you and the ESPN I team discovered about who made that original post? Oh, man, we've been down a rabbit hole and back on this one, Pablo. A week before Crying Jordan was posted on Meme Crunch, Meme Crunch was incorporated by a guy named Alberto Garcia Hierro. He incorporates the site that he developed under an LLC company called Rainy Cape, which is headquartered in his hometown of Verdicio, Spain, which is on the northern coast of Spain. It's a beach town. And the physical address and phone number that he provides in the incorporation papers leads to a, it's a pink stucco beach resort (laughs) where we called, I want to say hundreds of times, but nobody answered the phone. (laughs) Wait a minute. What you're telling me is that Meme Crunch, this website where you would just like stick text on the bottom of memes, it's now a resort? Well, the the company that owns it, right, is now a, I guess, a tourist company slash web development company. And, I mean, Alberto really is an interesting story in and of himself. Yeah, what's what's his deal? Who is this guy? Oh, my God. So, child prodigy who learned to read at three, but only so that he could get on his parents' computer and go to work, I guess, creating memecrunch.com. He worked as a professor There were stories written about him because he was so successful as a developer for Google and for the iPhone and for Apple apps. And then all of a sudden, 
not too long after Crying Jordan appears, as far as we can tell, he wipes his internet presence and is never heard from again. Wait, wait, wait. The guy who created Meme Crunch, the cradle of meme civilization, he's off the internet entirely? I mean, my theory is that he creates this new site, no one's using it, and he goes, oh, you know what, I'll just, hold on, I like basketball, here's here's Jordan. He, I really think either he, Alberto created Crying Jordan, or he knows exactly who created Crying Jordan. There are so many different theories, but yeah, the, the one guy who can lead us to the Rosetta Stone of Crying Jordan won't answer any of our phone calls, and trust me, we have been calling from different area codes. We have been leaving messages in multiple languages. <laughs> we have reached out to journalists. I have actually, maybe more than I've ever done in my career, pouted and threw a hissy fit because our bosses wouldn't let me fly to the northern coast of Spain and knock on this guy's door. I like how your attempt to investigate crying Jordan resulted in you becoming crying Jordan. <laughs> Yes, we are. <laughs> this is, we're going, it's very multiple layers. Yes. I feel like that is journalistically justified in ways that definitely don't suggest that this is in any way a boondoggle. Exactly. I would never do that. <laughs> Coming up, how crying Jordan takes over the internet and Tom Brady and also the White House itself. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom, Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky. 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. So, Flem, I'm continuing to sort of like trace in my mind my own memory of when this became a thing that I personally encountered. And was there a turning point that you found in your exhaustive research? Again, it's fascinating that it it's created in 2012, and then it really, again, marinates. It just marinates in the collective psyche and then explodes in 2016 with the help of, of course, the NFL playoffs. Wait, so I, that my memory is a little hazy on what happened in the 2016 NFL playoffs vis-a-vis crying Jordan. So starting on January 24th, 2016, with the AFC Championship game, when the Broncos bounced the Patriots out of the playoffs, the first step that happened was somebody took that great and awful deflate gate courtroom drawing of Tom Brady. Yeah, no, the, the, the painting where Tom Brady looks like he's almost disintegrating, his flesh is kind of melting. Yes, zombie Tom Brady uh, <laughs> testifying in court then gets turned. You talk about multiple layers that gets turned into that gets crying Jordan. 
That is just step one though, Pablo, in the span of like three weeks for the rest of the playoffs through the Super Bowl. Then the the Panthers beat the Cardinals in the NFC Championship game. The Cardinals social media account preemptively crying Jordans itself. Wow. And says, is this what you want, internet? And yes, in fact, that is what the internet wanted. It got retweeted like 50,000 times. Yeah, I got to say in retrospect, the self-crying Jordan, the self-memification is, it's a little sad. It's a little sad. And my my research indicates that it never works. (laughs) (laughs) So the very next week, the Panthers play the Broncos in the Super Bowl. And you remember there is that classic image of Cam Newton, God love him, sort of sulking under his towel after getting just beat up and battered by the Broncos. He got crying, Jordan. Yes, this one is iconic. This one belongs in the National Gallery of Crying Jordan memes because the Photoshop work is like, Excellent. The contours of the face and the cheek, they line up with the towel. It's, it's, it's perfect. When does Michael Jordan himself phlegm? This is all swirling throughout sports. It's taking over the sports internet. When does Michael Jordan's camp actually weigh in on any of this? I think what happened in 2016, it became so popular so quick. Finally, I think after being called and requested comment and everybody wanting to know, Michael Jordan's spokesperson finally reached out to the Chicago Tribune and just said, we're aware of the meme. As long as it's not used for commercial use, we're okay with it. And people are enjoying it. It's sort of taking off. And you know what's funny is usually when uh, something subversive becomes popular, that usually kills it. Right. But the fact that Michael Jordan was paying attention, I think to our earlier point about mocking him, that only made crying Jordan more popular to know that, oh, hey, Michael Jordan might see this. No, it was kind of a judo move, Flem, that turned him kind of endearing. It made him seem that much more self-aware in a way that we never reward online. Again, that's a really good point and really good insight because you never would expect once he gets word of the crying Jordan meme to go along with it. You expect him to to lawyer up. You expect him to start suing people. You expect him to say, I never want to see it again. You expect him to say, and I took that personally. And then, yeah, destroy The internet itself. Exactly. Go after our friend Alberto in Spain, who's just chilling on the beach and just make an example out of everyone. But instead, again, Michael Jordan does something super weird. He kind of goes, I get it. It's funny. It works. Have fun with it. Yeah. I mean, at some point we saw Michael Jordan himself get crying Jordan, which felt postmodern. Dadaist almost in a way that I wasn't anticipating when Villanova beat Carolina in the NCAA championship. Yes, on a last-second three-pointer right by Chris Jenkins that instantaneously Michael Jordan gets crying Jordan. The, the, the North Carolina mascot gets crying Jordan. Somebody takes the crying Jordan and superimposes it onto the ball that Chris Jenkins shot, and, and that whole shot gets crying Jordan. And now there are so many layers of perfection with crying Jordan, it's unstoppable at this point. Well, it even gets into the White House, Flem. I do remember this. This is 2016, November, I believe. And what happens? 
Michael Jordan is getting the Presidential Medal of Freedom from Barack Obama, and Barack Obama, in his introduction, says, He's more than just a logo, more than just an internet meme. <laughs> when a meme gets mentioned in the White House, we are in, we are in new territory. No, we're galaxy braining now. We're galaxy braining when Jeopardy is infiltrated by crying Jordan. Uh, find memories, 400, please. For some reason, a picture of this athlete crying after his NBA Hall of Fame induction in 2009 became meme worthy in 16. Justin? Who is Michael Jordan? Yes. And in the midst of the crying Jordan multiverse at this point, in 2020 now, Flem. Set the scene for us. What happens that takes us to yet another level? Michael Jordan finds himself walking to another podium with the world watching him. And again, in a scene where he is losing control of his emotions again at the Kobe Bryant Memorial inside Staples Center. But instead of the Michael Jordan from 2009, we get the Michael Jordan who we all hoping and wanting to see. He gets on stage and he uses the crying Jordan meme to be self-deprecating, to make people laugh when they needed a moment of levity. And, and it's such a sad, sad time. So he gets on stage and he's crying again. His face looks like crying Jordan again. So he... He says to his wife, or he tells everyone that he said to his wife, I'm not going to cry today because I don't want to see another crying Jordan for the next four or five years. Now he's got me. I'll have to look at another crying meme for the next. <laughs> I told my wife I wasn't going to do this because I didn't want to see that for the next three or four years. <laughs> that is what Kobe Bryant does to me. Flem, the laughter, it led to us crying, totally unironically. Like the idea that we were now crying at Michael Jordan crying and laughing about crying Jordan, it, it felt like, of course, this is how this goes. Of course, this is how this new peak is reached. Right. Crying Jordan has the ability to entertain us, to mock people, to be mean, to be funny, but it also incredibly, in this moment, it had the power to heal. After the break, why crying Jordan will outlast the man himself and the rest of us. The NFL schedule drops this week, kiddos, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code DAILY. That's code DAILY. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you people wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. 
Whether you're shopping for your sister's first one or for your fashionista mom who likes to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate with them both. You can shop by price anywhere from 25 bucks and under to, say, 100 bucks and below. You can also sort by category, like fragrance, handbags, and more. Or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything. Or even pre-wrapped gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So, what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Flem, let's just get super nerdy here, as if we haven't already, because we see so many people doing things that seem Hall of Fame meme-worthy. So how in all of this does Crying Jordan solidify itself as the apex predator of sports memes. It is fascinating because of the sort of the sociology and the psychology and even the neurology of why Crying Jordan is Crying Jordan. And there are multiple layers to this, Pablo. But it starts with the the best memes, the most popular memes, have what's known as the lowest barrier to entry. And that means that you don't have to explain the image of crying Jordan to your grandpa or to your teenage daughter, right? Everybody, pretty much anybody understands, even if they don't know who Michael Jordan is, they understand this image of somebody just completely losing control of their emotions and just lost in sadness. Yes, and it's important to remember for people who have not, well, I was gonna say for people who have not seen the photo in a while, but you undoubtedly have seen the photo very recently, It is objectively and unambiguously a portrait of a certain kind of like almost contemplative sadness. Exactly. There's, there is something he's lost, right? He's, he is, his face is soaked in tears, but the look on his face is what's happening to me right now. I can't, (laughs) I'm, will I ever come back from this? Then the second layer is then because it's cross-generational, right? It can it works for, again, teenager, parent, grandparent, across three generations, across the globe. And then there's the fact that the image itself is so, just like Michael Jordan, so versatile, right? It can be used, it's gentle enough to put on the face of Sister Jean after Loyola gets bounced from the tournament and you kind of go, oh, that's... I remember that one. That was a good one. But it's also kind of nasty and sardonic enough to put on like a politician's face during their concession speech. So it spans the globe. I have to tell you, I was searching for different images and in two clicks, I saw it on superimposed onto the face of Mother Teresa and Osama bin Laden. (laughs) And then the third click was the KFC logo. And I'm like, this has literally spanned the the entire existence of the human condition. Yeah, when aliens, Flem, come to Earth 15,000 years from now, I do believe that Crying Jordan is going to be the kind of skeleton key that unlocks so much about how it is that we human beings actually lived our lives. And I think what those aliens are going to find is that we were a phenomenally petty species. 
I mean, so much of what crying Jordan is used for is pettiness. It's rubbing it in the face of our fellow sports fans. Yeah, that is really, that's the secret sauce that none of us really like to talk about or admit. But I mean, come on, the main reason for social media and the driving force behind it is sort of mocking people, taking people down a peg and and sort of this sort of pettiness. And I, I am convinced that every time somebody uses that crying Jordan meme, part of the satisfaction and part of the sort of deliciousness of this is that you know you are mocking one of the greatest basketball players of all time and a guy who was a total a-hole during his Hall of Fame speech. No, we are dealing, Michael Jordan, the ultimate winner, the picture of championship behavior through all time. We are dealing him an L in ways that feel like quietly kind of populist, honestly. I have to say one thing that is consistent across all of these crazy stories and crazy ideas that we talk about on this pod is the fact that no matter how obscure or how weird or how bizarre the topic, if you look, there are experts and authors and professors who have created and dedicated their entire career to studying that exact topic. And that's what happened with Crying Jordan. I talk. Wait, 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 wait. You, you talk to memeologists? Yes, exactly. That's actually, I feel like they, the, the professors themselves, uh, invented that word. But yes, there are multiple professors studying this. They've all written books. So all of these experts are dedicated to this form of communication. And again, going back super deep, it's because as much as we see memes as silly, they are the evolution of human communication. Yeah, I realize that I want to laugh at all of these meme experts, these pseudo-scientific whatevers, but actually, like, it's how I communicate every single day, posting memes. And to dunk on them would be to dunk on how I've been living my life ever since the internet got, like, Wi-Fi. Exactly. I mean, thank God for them, because they're the ones who really helped break it down for me. And really, it was Ryan Milner, who is a professor and an author and, I, I guess, a memeologist. He's really the one who explained to me that the humor is tied to this appropriate incongruity of this image. We have, in all of our collective psyches, an image of Michael Jordan as this apex predator, um, alpha male, never loses control. And then we see this picture of him blubbering and lost and it's we our brain it just lights up those parts of our brain that sort of determine what's humorous it's irresistible to our brain and so phlegm at the very end here the question i really have is if we'll be celebrating a 20th anniversary for the crying jordan meme where does this all go I don't think it ever ends. You know, we, ESPN is a little bit responsible for this. The Last Dance introduced the whole personality and cult of personality behind Michael Jordan to another generation. And I know personally that you can use it with your teenage daughters and they know exactly what you mean or what you're trying to convey. And so the experts I talked to, 
they mentioned that what drives a great meme is the same thing that drives all of us to sports. It's the power of the emotion behind it. And that simply is not dissipating with Crying Jordan. And so my prediction for the 20th anniversary, or the way I'll put it is just the only thing on earth that you can't Crying Jordan is Crying Jordan. <laughs> Dave Fleming, observer of human nature. Thank you for joining us. Alberto, reach out. Seriously. Yes. I want that expense report. <laughs> I'm Pablo Torre, and this has been ESPN Daily. I'll talk to you tomorrow.